0: Thank God for my mission house family. We're I'm just grateful, and I stand before you as just a humble person, just grateful for this opportunity. And I love uh, how Pastor Anthony he has said it a while back, and I reminded him this morning even of just thinking. You know, when you stand uh, before people, you always want God to be glorified, and you want to you know lead them with something from God, something that impact their life, something that maybe maybe make them ponder, or you know you know just maybe even on. Um, make you look at things in a different light, you know? So I praise God for this opportunity. Um, I am Vanessa, amen. So all I can do is be the best Vanessa I can be today as I stand before you. As i thinking about this, and um, I, I was grateful for the opportunity to stand before you, my mom reflected um, some years back when I was going to school and um, I was going um, for education and I had to be, do a practicum. And with the practicum, you go into a classroom and, you know, you go and you, you interact with the children. Sometimes they allow you to do lesson plans, that kind of thing to kind of get you in the mindset, is this really what I want to do, you know? And, and I learned a lot from the, the teacher that they placed me, the class that they placed me in. And I really loved her because even some of the things I watched and saw her do, I even continued it when I got my own class. And, you know, when you're dealing with little people, uh, there are challenges that come with it, but you definitely gotta have a love for them, despite the challenges, and you have to look beyond the challenges. And I was thankful for seeing how she would maneuver even through the challenges, and how she still loved on those babies. And being the nurturer that I am, I found myself doing the same thing, and just no matter what challenges come, I always try to let the children know, I love you. Miss White loves you, you know? And that's not gonna change no matter what you do, and so, Thinking about all of that, um, when I would do my assignments weekly, after I'd been and experienced different things, after I tried different things with the children, I had to do what was called a reflection. And in the reflection, there was a criteria that had to be met. You know, what was the interaction like? You know, how was communication? What worked, what didn't work? How can I accommodate, how can I adapt? You know, those kind of things. And then also there was this thing called foundations, which was a widely held expectations. And basically, you know, uh, what, what, did, what did it meet the standards of what it should look like, you know? And so just thinking about that, I stand before you. I first want to go t- to the beginning, which is Genesis, and it's just a couple of verses, but just to remind us how God uniquely designed us, okay? So if I could uh, go to Genesis, this first chapter, verse 26 and verse 27. We're going to start in the NIV. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male, female, he created them. And I also want to just read it from the message, if that's okay. Please indulge me. God spoke, let us make human beings in our image, make them reflect in our nature, so that they could be responsible for the fish in the sea, the birds in the air, the cattle, and yes, earth itself, and every animal that moves on the face of the earth. God created human beings. He created them godlike, Reflecting God's nature, he created them male and female. And as I was saying, just learning from the experiences of the different personalities and maneuvering and being creative and all of that in just one setting with maybe 16, 17 17 little ones, you know, it's, you have to be creative. You do. And you got to love the children. And just thinking about that, but realizing no matter what we're doing and no matter where we are, we are God's image bearer. And especially in the lives of little ones, because one reason why I wanted to do it was because I wanted them to look back in time. And with their education, if I was the start of it, that they had a good foundation, that they realized there are people that genuinely care about them, that even though they may go along in kindergarten and go on up to 12th grade, college or whatever, that there are genuine teachers still out there that love on them, that care and that they're to support them. And that was what I wanted to do at the time when I took the position. And just thinking about all that I've learned as a student, um, I call Bible Lab, being being a Bible Lab student, starting with that, Mission House, being taught and preached the word of God here, being a student at Liberty University, which was a, a wonderful experience, and I'm still going through that, and even Oklahoma Wesleyan University. It was some truths that I learned through all of those and still learning is that we are God's image bearers. Not only am I his image bearer, but all of you are God's image bearers. And then the truth of knowing that we are to embody the love of Christ. So today I have a question, and this is how it came to me. What are you reflecting? When people see you, when you're going through your day-to-day routine, when you're walking on the street, when you're in the store, when you're on your job, when you're in class, what are you reflecting? Are you conscious of I am God's image bearer? Are you conscious that that person you're passing by is God's image bearer? Because if we let that resonate within us, that we are all God's image bearer, I don't know about for you, but personally, It has helped me see things in a whole nother light. I'm trying very consciously to make sure that my approach, my response, my reaction to whatever situation I may be in, that I am reflecting the image of Christ in an appropriate way, you know. And the word reflect, it means of a mirror or shiny surface. Show an image of, embody, or represent something in a faithful or appropriate way. And also it can bring about a good or bad impression. And I know for me, I'm, I'm far from perfect, so please don't think of this as casting no stones here with that question because it came to me first. What are you reflecting? But just to kind of be conscious of how we go along in this daily walk. What are we saying? What are we portraying through our lives? Do people see the love of Christ through us? Or are we allowing our feelings to dictate how we respond? So today, like I said, I'm asking you a rhetorical question. What are you reflecting? Your lifestyle. We come in Sundays when we come together or whatnot, and we lift up our hands, and we're giving God glory. And sometimes, and I've been here. Let me, let me speak for me. I've been to the place where I just go through the motion, and I'm just lifting up my hands because it's the thing to do. Everybody else is doing it. I'm just doing it. And I remember growing up, I grew up Pentecostal holiness, and they gave you the straight, gave it to you straight from the pulpit. It just came and you just took it, you know. But, and I love what my pastor would always say. You can sing a lie as easy as you can tell one. So we're saying, Holy Spirit, you were welcome here a while ago. We were singing on um, freedom, no more shackles, no more chains. What else do we sing today? Uh, all the songs just kind of went in line. It was just wonderful. They "Up, say so, let the redeemer of the Lord say so. We saying we're redeemed. We say we love Christ. We're saying you're welcome here. But in our hearts, what is our heart really saying when it gets to that? Are we really transformed in our hearts that our mind aligns with our heart? Because whatever is in the heart is going to come out of our mouth. Okay? And as I said before in a prior uh, message, what's in you is going to come out. So just just to reiterate, being mindful of who we are and whose we belong to. Amen? And so when we're we're gathering, you know, it's not so much being who we think people want us to be, but being really who we really are. I could stand up here and go through the motion, but where's my heart? Is it, it ain't a posture of worship when I stand here? When I'm on the drums trying to sing, (laughs) trying to focus on two things, is my heart really saying, Lord, it's all about you? Or am I just going through the motion, okay. And an image, it means likeness or reflection. Bible hug, the Strong's Concordance said the word icon, which means mirror-like representation. Resemblance, exactly reflects its source. That's big, we got it. We should be exactly reflecting our source, which is God, amen? And it was also seen that sometimes when people refer to us being in somebody's likeness or their, their image, it ain't always a physical thing. It could be their character, okay? We have the capability, unlike the animals, to love. We have a will. We have more responsibility. And we were designed to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And like I said, worship is just not when we're here, but it should be every day and ongoing encounter with God. Even doing your job or whatnot, I work with little ones And that was the thing, even through my day when the challenges came, a lot of times I would find myself, Lord, I love you. I would just have to have my own little praise break. (laughs) Sometimes I would literally have to get in with myself and pray that the atmosphere would shift so I wouldn't come out of character, you know? So just, and like I said, wherever we are, somebody is always watching. What do they see when they look at us? Just a question. Colossians 3. I'm going to start with verse 1, and I'm going to skip some. What I want to emphasize through Colossians is basically what we should be portraying, okay? So I'm going to start with verse 1. Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above or Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ and God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you are, you also will appear with him in glory. So here we see, it's not about the things we go through here on earth. And sometimes I'm human just like anybody else. Sometimes if we're not careful, the things we're going through will try to consume us. You'll wake up thinking about it. You'll go to bed thinking about it. You're trying to do something and your mind go right back to it. And you're being consumed. And when I found myself in those places, I have literally had to make a conscious effort and say, God, reel me back into you. And I thank God, and as I thank God for Pastor Anthony. One thing I learned from listening to him years ago, and I always say this, worship is decentering centering ourselves and gravitating toward him. In whatever situation we're in in life, if we are God's image-bearer to the best of our ability, because we're not perfect, we're all becoming. But in the becoming process, we're striving. Amen? I got a witness? We're striving. <laughs> We seem to be like Jesus, to be like Jesus. Oh, how alone to be like Jesus. But when it really resonates and we let it make a, make a personal, conscious effort, then our, our character doesn't change. We have integrity about us. Amen. It says, I skipped down to 10, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. That's awesome in itself. God the creator uniquely designed each of us. Mm. And I love the fact that he is our so our sustainer. To think about how he sustains even the universe. He holds the cosmos, the rot- all of that that goes on, rotating and gravitation and everything, that even the stuff I'm not even aware of. He holds it all together. So if the God that created us and sustains all of that can do all of that, we shouldn't go around doubting anything at the end of the day he is holding each of us together <laughs> come what may and I don't know about you but that's something to rest in come to challenges come to adversity come being stretched come being pressured sometimes whatever it may look like for you I can rest in knowing God sustains me for he is my constant amen Okay, we put on the new self. We've been renewed in the knowledge and the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile, nor Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all in all. So it doesn't matter who we are, where we come from, background. It don't even matter. God has no respect of person. It's, it's for us. He's for us. Not just me, for all of us. as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved. Clothe yourself with compassion. <laughs> Just let that marinate compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Like I said, none of us are perfect. Sometimes we could go along this wall. We can come and and pass each other whatever. And maybe that's the Sunday for us to see each other a lot. I may be somewhere else in my mind. If you think I, it's personal, please come to me. I want to get that right. And sometimes the Holy Spirit, I don't know about you, when you're in a relationship with him, he'd be like, go go to them and, and make sure you love on them. You know what I'm saying? Go, go handle that a little differently. You know, and sometimes you're not, you know, you're, you're so bogged down with what's going on or what you need to do or whatever, but just to kind of just be in tune and say, okay, God, yes, stop what you're doing. This is more important, you know? So with that, come to each other. Because at the end of the day, we are fitly joined together. Ephesians talks about that. We are the body of Christ. And if we're in the right posture and we're in alignment with each other, we should be there. That when somebody else is, we can hold each other up. It ain't about me, myself, and I. Although sometimes our human part of us, the emotional part, wants us to stay stuck in me, myself, and our world. But what I love about God and what I've learned in my journey, and I don't know about yours, but every time something tries to come and baffle me, next thing I know I'm getting a text. I'm getting a call. I'm getting a message. Some way somebody gets up with me and say, I need you to pray. My mind can't focus on me no more. What I feel like, what I'm going through, what ain't right, whatever. But to God be the glory. He gives me a chance to pray for someone else, encourage someone else, hold a hand through it, whatever it may be. And I bless God because I know that as I'm fulfilling my purpose at that time to be of help to encourage them, He's taking care of mine. He has never failed me. Every time I turn around, I kid you not, I get so tickled because it happens so often. I'm like, I can't even be stuck in me right now. But I bless God because, like I said, we don't know who's watching us. We need to watch how, what our reflection looks like to others. What our image, are we appropriately being that image of God that we're supposed to be? Patience. <laughs> the Word of God says in James, let patience have its good work. <laughs> it says, count it all joy at the beginning of that. Sometimes the flesh don't want to count nothing joy when you're being tried and challenged. But sometimes I have to remind myself, count it all joy, Vanessa. Count it all joy. Knowing that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let have patience have as good work, that you may be entire, wanting nothing. I'm not perfect, like I said. I'm not casting stones; it's just a conscious thing of saying, "What am I reflecting to others?" Forgive us, the Lord forgave you, and of all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Love, sometimes. It feels vulnerable to love the way we're supposed to. It could be uncomfortable. I know. And being uniquely designed the way I am, and I've learned to appreciate the way God has, I call it, wired me. It took me a while to embrace it. But I know that I love people. And I embrace that that's the way God designed me. And I know what it is to be loved. It took me a while. I didn't even love myself Years ago, I was in church, standing up before people, but still there was a part of me that didn't even love myself. But I thank God for the journey that he has allowed me to go on. To show me that he loved me. And that he taught me how to love myself. That I could show forth his love to others. Amen. I thank God that I realize no matter what my shortcomings are, as I said, I'm not perfect. That God loves me unconditionally. So therefore, when I deal with other people, as challenging as it may be, sometimes it can worry your patience. We're like, oh, we're going through this again. But God was the same way with us. I never forget years ago there was someone else I was just trying to walk this thing with and everything. And I did. I got to far, I was like, God, when are they going to get it? And the Lord had to speak to me. I had to do you the same way. <laughs> I was thinking, when is my daughter going to get it? So when God speaks to us, and I love how he teaches us through experiences with others. I don't know about you, but as being a mother, being a wife, teacher, whatever role, bus driver, sometimes when I filled in for that, I learned so much while I'm being that about who I am and what God would have me to be in that. <laughs> and I thank God because no matter what we're doing, it's as unto the Lord, Amen. Forgive others as God forgave you. How do we expect God to release us from what we did wrong? If when our brother or our sister comes to us, whatever the situation may have been, and let me tell you, don't always wait on that. They may never come. But in essence, do you want to be free? Do you want to be free? That's the question no matter what they did or what they didn't do, to forgive them and let it go. At, on this journey, I have learned and I've seen and experienced some things, and i never forget, God always prepares me for situations, I can say that. Sometimes I don't know what it's gonna end up looking like, but it's I always get some kind of warning that it's coming. And i never forget a situation that happened, and I love, really, I really love the, the person and everything but the way it went down, I was so hurt. And as I said, God was saying to me, you forgive. You let it go. They hadn't came to me. They hadn't asked me forgiveness. Years had went by. Okay, God, let me do what's best for Vanessa. Let me, let me free myself of this and freedom in essence. Years went by, and all of a sudden, I get a phone call. And I was happy to hear from the person because I still love the person. And they needed something. They wanted me to pray for them. I can do that. That I, I, I can pray. Thank you, Lord. I, I, I love the fact that people can see something in you and say, please pray for me. I, I get texts and I'm like, Lord, they trust me to pray. Thank you, Lord. That's big to me. That might not be big to you, but I want to reflect his image. So for someone to trust you and asking you to pray to me, that's big because I don't go around asking just anybody to pray for me. I don't know about you. I got to watch the life because I don't know what they may be praying over me. That's just real talk, okay? But I thank God when they called and asked me for prayer. and I, The God had given me a dream, and I shared the dream with them because it was just timing. And I said, I didn't go into all of but I gave them a snippet of what I saw. Lo and behold, as I shared the dream with them, they said to me, you know what? That was for me. And it really was. I knew it, but I will not going to say that. But at the end of the conversation, before they got off the phone with me, they said, I just want to ask you to forgive me. You don't know what God's plan is. Come what may through hurt, through loss. And I thank God for the series that Pastor Anthony just finished. When things fall apart. In life there's pain. Things don't always go as planned. It was so many. It was a series of it. And I can't remember all the the names of the different um, parts of it. But. That's what life brings us. We never know what it's going to bring us, but how we handle it, how we get through those times, that's what matters. Are we still standing? Are we still trusting God through it? Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful. And I did a thing on worship last month, and one thing that God had let me understand was two Verses that we're all familiar with, I'm sure. But worship, if in all things we'll give thanks, and in all our ways acknowledge him, we're worshiping. In all things give thanks, and all our ways acknowledge him. That is worship. In all, that's the key phrase, in all. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. There's nothing greater than the peace of God. I know what it is to be without peace. I know what it is to long for peace, but there's something about when you taste it and sing and experience or encounter the peace of God that transcends or surpasses all understanding. There's nothing to compare to it. There's nothing to compare to his love and his peace. I'm a witness. And when you have it, you hold on to it. The winds are gonna blow. Life is gonna happen. But when you have peace, you hold on to your joy. Your joy is your strength. So at the end of the day, no matter what we're c- confronted with, no matter what we experience, let us be conscious and, and be aware and just say, you know what, God, I'm going to rest in you through this. Because at the end of the day, it's beyond my control. That's what things when things fall apart. It's beyond my control, and what I love about it is, even last week with the father's love coming behind that. If we rest in knowing that we have a God that loves us unconditionally and no matter what we go through, he got it all in control. Why are we worried? Why are we stressing? Sometimes why do we allow our flesh to dictate how we respond tripping? <laughs> if I could use that phrase, some of y'all younger people know what that means or just, at and ratchet, as some of y'all say. I know my daughter's like, please don't use that word, mommy." But, <laughs> or being salty, okay. Salty or not? Nah? You know, those phrases. But yes, but you understand where I'm coming from, right? Y'all experience, even youth go through things. And even, I'm sorry, she's going to be mad at me, but I'm not going to say her name. But my daughter, with being on a team at school, and the things she goes through with being with people with different personalities, and the struggle sometimes of still holding it together and wanting to go off on somebody. And I thank God that so far I've tried to teach her well that she holds it together and she still be that loving and, you know, just professional person that I know she can be. And But when she gets in the car, she lets it out. And I know, okay, this is my <gasps> decompress. But to God be the glory, she she stays strong enough to hold it in. And then later on, she shares what it was, what she went through, the attitudes, the personalities, whatever it may have been, wherever it came from. But, and then she go right back, and she goes for it again. And that's the way we have to be in life. We can't stop. We can't get stuck. We got to keep pressing. And like I said, we're not perfect. But what I love about the Holy Spirit He'll tap on us or he'll speak to us and say, you could handle that differently. Even being a mother, my children will tell you there are times where I don't handle things correctly. As a wife, I might not handle things correctly. When I know that I need to apologize, I will apologize. Because I don't want any little thing to keep me from what God has for me. I don't want that, that reflection that I had at that moment to be their lasting impression of who I am so if it takes me swallowing my pride and apologizing that's what I got to do because what kind of reflection am I being to my children to my husband that's my first ministry is my home what I do outside of it is mission amen but reflecting the love of Christ it says, and be thankful. Let the message of a Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing it to God with gratitude in your hearts. And I love this. This is one of my favorite verses. I love the Bible, don't get me wrong, but this is one of my favorites. In verse 23, it says, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, Do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And if you don't mind, I want to read it in the God's Word translation. And at that time in that scripture was that they were talking about referring to slaves and their master or whatnot. But he says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. As working for the Lord, not for human masters. As I said in life in passing, we're gonna meet people, personalities, all types. But at the end of the day, what we do, what we display, what do we exhibit, the love of Christ, his image bearers, embodying his love, where should, our goal, our aim should be to reflect the love of Christ, to remember that we are his image bearers and those we come in contact with, although they might not be appropriately displaying the image of Christ or God, but they bear his image also. So today, people are looking for people with integrity as Christians. They've heard people say, I'm Christian for years. They've seen the mundane. They've seen the melancholy. They've seen the defeated-looking folks. We should be those people that set the standard to raise the level of what Christianity should look like. Not going around looking like we suck lemons. I know life happens, but at the end of the day, If we're resting in God, there should be this part of us that says, because I remember I used to hold my head down a lot. I love God. I still had my head down. down. And God was like, I am the litha of your head. Why are you allowing someone to intimidate you, to cause you to be in fear, to allow bondage, to stop what I want to do in you and through you? So I want to encourage someone, if that's you, he is the lift of your head. Remember, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. And no matter what life looks like now, there is an expected end. Amen. No matter what we go through in life, there is uh, something that I hear so frequently in the house of God. But there should be a discipline about our lives. Okay? And I know we've all heard that, so I don't want to keep driving the in, but... We have to be disciplined. God is intentional. And I keep thinking about that, how God intentionally does what he does. We have to be intentional as well with everything we say and everything we do. When we forget whose we are and for, for what we have, the authority, the power, the rulership that God has given us as being his image bearers, he is not appropriately displayed in our lives. But one thing, as I was saying about the reflection I would have to write about in the assignment, I would have to talk about what I observed, and I said that earlier. How do we interact with each other? How do we communicate? Are we creatively using our gifts to help one another? Or are we being like that person that dug their gifts or their talents into the dirt, thinking their master didn't want them to do anything with it, and they buried it, But are we like the other two, allowing those gifts to be shared? And ultimately, they will multiply. (laughs) Amen. Success and failure. The methods we use in our daily routine, are they causing us to progress spiritually? Or are they hindering or preventing us spiritually? Just food for thought. And I love this. The widely held expectations in Galatians. 22 and 23 it talks about the fruit of the spirit that should be our widely held expectations in this walk that we're showing forth through our lives: love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control and i love in this wonderful bible i got blessed with for graduation from my mission house family i love how it kind of broke it down so i just want to share this and i'll be finished Our life basically should produce a life that's pleasing to God. We can't do it in our carnality. Love is the greatest virtue. And if we get that down pat, we can do the rest. Do y'all agree? It even has its own chapter. First Corinthians 13, where it talks about love. And it, it talks about what real love looks like. Only the spirit of God can produce that love in us. Joy is produced by the Spirit. And it isn't dependent on the circumstance. As real people of God in relationship with him, there are things that we're going to experience that we don't like. But there should be a joy that's still on within us. A hope within us. Amen. Peace with God creates internal well-being. And like I said earlier, there is nothing like the peace of God. And when we have that peace that transcends all understanding, it spills into our relationships with others. And I like this. It says patience, tolerance, long service. It gives us forbearance toward other people and endurance under unfavorable circumstances. When we're patient, even through those challenging and trying situations, there is a consistency about us. And when that patience, having that peace there, it holds us together as we wait. Amen? Kindness, it comes I'm sorry It's way of saying generosity, a given spirit that reflects how God treats us. How many have you experienced that God is generous in your life, through your life, through those given situations that you've been through? I love that song. He's a good, good Father. that's who you are. and I'm loved by you, that's who I am. Every time I hear that song, every time I hear Holy Spirit, those songs right there does something within me. Knowing that I have a good father and that he loves me, it gets me through my day. Goodness, treating people good, faithfulness, faith, amid it all, being faithful to the, being committed to what God has uniquely created and designed us too. I'll leave that rhetorical question with you. What are you reflecting? I just want to encourage each, each of you, whatever your walk looks like, whatever your journey looks like, whatever challenges that may come your way, be conscious, be intentional, and continue to remember that you bear God's image wherever you are and that we should embody the love of Christ no matter what we're going through, what we're doing, because at the end of the day, We're uniquely designed for his purpose and his plan, and we definitely want him to be glorified even through all of our lives. Amen.